What's going on, people? Thanks for tuning in to the Great Fugiority Podcast. It's your boy Drew talking things and ponder ends. As usual, you know where they reach me Facebook.com slash Great Fugiority Podcast. On Instagram, that is Mr. Underscore Special. On Twitter, that's Mr. Special. Also, you can download our show live and direct off of iTunes. So just go on your iTunes, even ask Surrey and say, Surrey, play the Great Fugiority Podcast. Our first five episodes are down are available on iTunes for your downloading pleasure. Also, you can download the Anchor FM app and search for the Great Fugiority Podcast there. And also, you could download the Pocket Cast app and get the Great Fugiority Podcast there. We're we're moving on up in this podcast world. Right this weekend coming up is the biggest weekend in the world known as professional wrestling. It is WrestleMania weekend. We got all the shows that are not being presented by the WWE. We got WWE shows like the Hall of Fame. We got NXT and we got the granddaddy of them all on Sunday night. WrestleMania 34th one. Live and direct from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. So, I'm not going to go through the whole card. I'm going to go through the matches for me that I personally think that I'm interested in. Because it's seven hours, folks. Seven hours. I love wrestling. John know I do. But if you do the math, let's just do the math. Then I'm gonna go on a side note and then I'm gonna come back to the British. Let's let's go from the Sunday night. Pre-show is two hours. Then that's five hours of the main show. Then Monday night, you got three hours of raw. So right there, in two days, the WWE will present to us ten hours of programming. Then another two hours of SmackDown. So that's twelve hours in a span of 72 hours the WWE will be presenting us 10 hours of their product 7 on their network 3 on USA Network 3 and another 2 on USA Network golly jeebus you gotta love wrestling to be able to sit for 12 hours of programming just presented by the WWE we're not talking about like a show coming up on Friday night Wrestlemania weekend we got Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling on Twitch. You got Ring of Honor doing its Super Card of Honor show. So if you're a wrestling fan, this is the weekend to bucker down. If you got to download some, 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 some apps and some streaming sites on your tablet, your phone, your gaming device, etc., etc., and lock yourself in a room. You got a lot of wrestling to watch if you are a wrestling fan and not just only presented by the WWE. But I'm going to predict some of the matches that I'm interested in seeing on WrestleMania Sunday. So, for me, one of the matches I really want to see is the Cruiserweight Championship Final between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. I like what they were doing on 205 Live with the whole seriousness and sit-down interview. And sometimes... The sports element needs to come into back into wrestling to make it believable that it is a legitimate sport. They are still doing sports aspect things in the middle of the squared circle. 
So I like the fact they had that whole sit down thing and nobody jumped anybody and tried to put them through a table. It was just very done professionally, professional looking, professionally sound. I'm picking my boy Cedric Alexander. I remember watching him in Ring of Honor with um, him and um, Caprice Coleman doing their CNC factory. That was cool. Was happy to see him come into the WWE. I see him becoming the next Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, I'm interested. There's a match that wasn't even announced that I'm interested to see what's happening. And that is the John Cena and Undertaker thing. We pretty much have gone through all the television leading up into WrestleMania. And we didn't see the Undertaker response. So John said he is going to WrestleMania as a fan. We know Kid Rock is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. So I'm t I'm just conspiracy theorizing out there and saying that The Undertaker is showing up as Biker Taker to answer John Cena's call. But they are not going to have a match at WrestleMania. It's going to be some type of confrontation leading to maybe something at SummerSlam. Because we know that Taker is healthy. But the Undertaker character that Vince loves so much put down the hat, the boots, and the jacket at last year's WrestleMania. And I think Biker Taker is the one showing up on Sunday. That's just my conspiracy theory. The next match I'm interested in also is the tag, the two tag team matches. On Raw, we got the bar going up against Braun Strowman and his tag team to be named probably at the show. Big cast. Personally speaking, I would love to see Braun win the, to be that dominant force by himself in the tag team division, which I think will... Not cool him down, but take him away from the main event picture for a minute. And then we can bring him back when he drops the titles to whoever he drops the titles to. And on SmackDown, we, I like the Bludgeon Brothers. I like the New Day. And I also like the Usos. So it's hard for me to pick a, a, pick a winner there. And I'm going to think say that the Usos keep their titles going forward. On the women's side... We have Alexa Bliss going up against Nia Jax for the Raw Women's I'm going to pick Nia Jax to win that match and become the first ever Samoan woman to win a major title in the WWE. Asuka's streak is not going to end at WrestleMania. I think she keeps her undefeated streak. I think she moves over to SmackDown. Charlotte stays there for a while. When they have a superstar shakeup, I think Charlotte moves back onto Raw to freshen that women's scene up on Raw. Um, the IC title, I, I'm going with Finn Balor wins the IC title in his triple threat match against Seth Rollins and The Miz. I think The Miz, Miz and Maurice just had a new baby. I think The Miz is going to come off the road for a little bit so he can be at home with a new baby. And it's an awesome thing when you become a new dad and congratulations to him and Maurice on that. Um, we got Ronda Rousey. And Kurt Angle going up against Toronto will get a hot, definitely will get a hot tag. They'll go back and forth. An arm bar to win that match. We have the match that goes on last. AJ stops Shinsuke Nakamura. We wrestling fans have seen this match at Wrestle Kingdom 10. And it was an amazing match then. I know they're going to tear the house down. To me, it's one of the matches that could steal this show. It could be the match of the night. Could be a match of the year candidate. If they give them the time to do what they do. It's going to be on um, wrestling fans. You're not going to want to miss that match. It's probably for years to come because we saw AJ get an amazing match out of John Cena. And we know what Nakamura can do. 
man, I'm excited for match. And in the main event, Reigns goes up against Brock Lesnar, and I'm putting out a pretty boggle some people's minds. And I'm saying that Paul Heyman in Patwa and we use as Shwid Brock Lesnar to make Brock Lesnar lose his his um universal title and Roman and Paul are now the new power couple in the WWE. Hawker in, get get your favorite drinks, enjoy this of wrestling that's going down in the next couple of days over this WrestleMania week. I know I'm excited and I know other wrestling fans are excited too. Maybe advice. We saw recently that particular all um, McDonald's All-American bass player was getting ready to go to Syracuse University on a scholarship and declined the scholarship to put himself in the G League draft. A lot of people have with this because, oh, this is going to hurt college game. Personally speaking, what hurts the college game, and this is just my personal opinion, is the fact that a coach gets $10 million that the school off of the TV revenues from Turner Sports and CBS that have just ran the NCAA March Madness tournament is getting billions of dollars. Each of these schools are getting billions and billions of dollars off of this television revenue. And the players that are the product are getting free education and they cannot go out there and sell their likeness or sign a jersey to make a money, or sign a picture to make a money, or even work at the local taco stand to earn a money. Because the same kid that if he was like me and you that wasn't in, in sports, that decided, you know what, I'm not going to college right now. I'm going to take the next year off and go into the workforce and work for mom and pop construction. We wouldn't have an issue with it. He's like, oh, let this kid get his bread. So this kid, sorry, I don't remember the, the, the player's name, decided, yeah, college would be nice, but I'm going to go to the G League and get paid professionally to play the sport I love. And there is nothing wrong with an 18-year-old man that decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to go make 40, 50, 60 Whatever the payment is in the G League. I don't know the pay structure down in the G League. For a couple years. Honest my craft to get paid. Instead of going to college for one year. And hoping that I get in the lottery picks. In the NBA draft. Why don't I go play some bank. And move. And then back in the NBA draft. I'm getting experience in the men game. I'm getting experience from coaches that are potentially going to move up in the NBA, i.e. here in Toronto in Toronto with Raptors 905. We got Jerry Stackhouse as as the coach. He's potentially gonna get a gig in in the NBA. So why not as a player, I'm 18 years old, go earn some cash. People saying, well geez, but maybe he doesn't want to go overseas. Maybe he doesn't want to play in Lithuania or play in Turkey or play in Spain. Maybe he wants to play at home. 
yeah, he might be making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, but it's more than what he was making high school ball, and it's more than what he's making going to go play the new trend going forward. I really think this is the new trend that is going. We see, we see these years old, and he hit a home run in the same ballpark that his dad played in. But he was signed by the Toronto Blue Jays at eight, at sixteen, and when he came, he was seventeen, eighteen years old. He was playing professional baseball. We get we don't get mad at the kids that get high school and walk away and and say college isn't for me. I'm gonna go work. We don't get mad at that 17, 18, 19, 19 year old kid, but this kid that's playing a sport that he loves and wants to earn money playing it, we get mad at that child. And that's where my bone of contention is. I've never had a problem with with a kid saying he's going to go play pro ball overseas and and get better and then come back to the NBA. But now there's a possibility that the G League could be that gap where a guy can, instead of waiting one year in college and, and killing himself in college and maybe blowing out his knee and not being able to be drafted, then having to go overseas to earn a check, he is going to go play in the G League and earn legitimate money that can help his family. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the NBA will catch up eventually, hopefully very soon, and start making the D, the G League or the D League, whatever you want to call it, as a viable option to be a developmental league the same way we have in professional baseball with single A, double A, and triple A. That we can send a, a third, uh, uh 18 year old kid to play single A for a year and then he bumps up to double A and if he's really good he's at triple A and some of these guys that are now 20, 22, 23 years old they're at triple A biting at the cusp to get to the major league baseball maybe this is something that the NBA should look at and start saying maybe it's a viable option I don't have an issue hurting the college game when a coach that's does coaching the team gets 10 million and the players that just won the national championship can't even get a commercial i'm just saying we jump on we jump off we jump on we jump off it is known as the bandwagon especially in the city i live in toronto it's known as the bandwagon jumpers the jays just started their season they have played seven games Game one was against the Yankees, where Giancarlo Stanton hit two home runs. And the bandwagon when we started was full of hope, full of maybe this is the year we going to do something like every the other 29 teams in Major League Baseball. But in this city, the Jays lose one game and the bandwagon gets less. They lose two games. They are bums. They're going to win only 54 games. They're going to win 63 games. They're going to blow up the team. They should fire the coach, fire the GM, fire the ownership, get a new stadium, move the team to Guadalajara, Mexico. But that's how bandwagons work. When it's great, oh, everybody's on the bandwagon. Everybody's remember when Golden State was shit and nobody cared about Golden State. Golden State was garbage. I'm talking about the days of Tim Hardaway and Chris Webber. 
and Latrell Sprewell. See, I'm dating myself. When they had those type of players, and they went 41 and 41 and made the playoffs and lost in the first round. And when they were garbage for years, when they had um, Richardson and those kind of guys going to the dunk contest looking amazing, but the team was crap. And nobody gave a crap about what was going down in Oakland. Nobody cared about what was going down in the Oracle Arena. They get Steph Curry. They get Clay Thompson. They do some stuff. Mark Jackson gets fired. They bring in Steve Kerr. Boom, they win the championship. Oh, my God, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon. Oh, my God, I jumped on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm, a, I'm now a, a, a fan of Golden State. But do you know the history of Golden State? Were they ever your team? Was it something that you got on the bandwagon because you just started to watch the NBA? But there's a lot of people, and me included, if you were on a team when you were a youth, that's the team you're going to stick with. I'm a Jays fan through and through, good, bad, and indifferent. I've seen two World Series. I've seen them being the worst team in the division. Not making the playoffs for 20 years. Then they're making the playoffs back-to-back seasons in 15 and 16. But I never jumped off the bandwagon. But that's what I'm seeing nowadays. A lot of people jumping on and off bandwagon. One minute you're for Cleveland. The next in the NBA. The next minute you're for Golden State. Then you're for OKC. And then you're for the Raptors. And then now you're for the Celtics. Personally speaking, I'm going to talk about me. And I've jumped on and off this bandwagon for a lot of times and I need to actually choose a side and it's the bandwagon is that if Mike is Michael Jordan the GOAT or is LeBron James eclipsing Michael into GOAT status we saw a press conference and I pulled it I've seen it on YouTube go check it out it was from Michael's press conference after they won the third championship in the first three-peat against the the Suns and he says I'm not here to say I'm the greatest of all time or to fight for that. And at that point in his career, he did all this single man things. He's won the three championships, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Will go down arguably, if his career ended that, that night, he would go down as arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Remember that the NBA is a team sport. But when you get to the Hall of Fame, sometimes they do put teams in the Hall of Fame. But when you're up there at the Hall of Fame ceremony, it's you going to be immortalized forever in the pantheon of sports time. Known as you are a Hall of Fame, you are one of the greats of all time. If there was, for the other career I was in, if there was a grocery Hall of Fame and I retired after 13 years, the store I was at would have to retire my number and I would go in to the Grocery Hall of Fame. I know it because I was that damn good. But I've jumped on and off this bandwagon. Maybe I've romanticized Michael Jordan because I loved watching him as a kid and I believed I could fly and watch Space Jam and wanted to be like Mike and drink Gatorade and all that kind of stuff. But personally speaking, as a more seasoned and educated man watching the National Basketball Association and watching what the 6'8", 200-plus pound man that moves like a cheetah and is built like a rhinoceros can do and has said he doesn't even like to score. He's a facilitator. If his career ended today, 
yes, I would have to put him on my list as one of the top five greatest players of all time. I can say I saw Michael play. I can say I saw. I'm not. I will never put Kobe Bryant in that list. Kobe Bryant is a is, is was was Michael Jordan dressed up in a Laker uniform. He mimicked Michael to a T. Yes, his work ethic was there. Yes, that killer instinct was there. But he mimicked Michael's game. And that's why I can never put Kobe in my top three, my top five, my top 10, my top 20. Maybe my top 30. But I will never put Kobe in that high high pantheon like people, people do. Michael Jordan, to me, is the GOAT. But can Michael Jordan tonight get on the court in a Chicago Bulls uniform and do what LeBron James is doing at his age. No. He can't. Did I, to me, did I see one of the greatest players of all time? Yes. Six championships, the multiple MVPs in the finals, the the, the all-star games, the defensive players of the year, all that kind of stuff. Yes, Michael is one of the greats. The same way how you have to put Oscar as one of the greats. The same way you have to put Wilt as one of the greats. The same way you have to put Bill Russell as one of the greats. But I go back and forth on this bandwagon Do I because I romanticize Michael so much and I can't put LeBron there, but I'm changing my tune. Michael will always be down one of the greatest of all time. But I have seen LeBron James with the amount of scrutiny, the amount of media attention this this young man has gotten in his career me and him are close in age he's only i'm only four years older than lebron james but he entered this league where his high school games were televised on espn he was put on the cover of sports illustrated as the chosen one and he has lived up to the expectations if he leaves the game today with only winning four championships, he is still the great one of the greatest of all time. You have to put him in that list. And I'm I'm stopping today jumping on and off the bandwagon. Michael Jordan is one of the greatest players to ever play this game of basketball and I was privy to see his career. LeBron James is one of the I can never say in a league that we see Players come and players go that like the same way how we in hockey here in Canada hear um Don Don Cherry say that Bobby Orr to him was the greatest player he ever seen. He had an up close and personal view of Bobby Orr in practice on the bench during games. Phil Jackson had Kobe and Michael, and he said Kobe had the killer instinct like Michael did. That's to me, that's the only thing that's missing out of LeBron's repertoire. If LeBron was down seven with two to go, I would love to see that guy take over a game. And he can. He is that great. His size, his strength, his speed. This guy could play all five positions. He can't, Michael can't do what LeBron can do. Michael will go down as one of the greatest players ever. He's in the Hall of Fame. You can't take away his accomplishments. LeBron trying to chase his ghost. You cannot chase the ghost. It's a ghost. You can't. 
you have to blaze your own trail so i am getting off of the uh, off of this teeter-tottering bandwagon michael jordan is one of the greatest players of all time and lebron james when his career said and done will be known as one of the greatest of all time thanks for tuning into the grateful yardy podcast you can always hit me up facebook.com subscribe podcast ig mr underscore special twitter is mr special you want to go old school electronically mail me grateful yardy podcast at gmail.com you can download our podcast directly from itunes you can listen to us on the anchor app also on the pocket cast app and when there's other apps available to listen to our podcast i will let you know god bless stay grateful peace